0: Hello, everyone. I'm Clemence, the CEO and founder of luxury PR agency Clementine Communication. I'm delighted today. One other guest, another fabulous guest. It's actually a client of my PR agency. Ian Allen is the global brand ambassador for a glorious brand of whiskey called Murray. I'm sure a lot of you have found Glenmoray in your local supermarkets. It's available also in your local bar. Um, Fabulous whiskey for the the lovers out there. As you know, in this podcast, we talk a lot about the power of human connection. And I really wanted to speak to Ian about the power of uh, human connection in the spirit industry. What does it mean for them? You know, they they run an hashtag on social media, which is share moment. What does it mean? What does it mean for a brand like Glenn Moray? Um, I'm sure there's, there's a lot to discuss. And I invited me to join. I invited him to join me, sorry, a, a few weeks ago. And as I was not available, I've led the floor to one of my lovely employee, uh, Eleonore, who has spent 30 minutes to chat to Ian on everything about the lockdown, the human connection how he's been uh, the, the changes over the past 12 months what does it mean the hashtag share a moment for his business and he will tell you a bit more about what does it take to work for the same company since 2005 to gain the extraordinarily in-depth knowledge of a distillery he's always delighted to share his expertise and once again Ian answer to the brief Ian, I will leave you with Eleonore. Hello,
1: <laughs> we're live. Hi, everyone. I just let some people join the group. Um, hi, my name is Eleanor. Um, I'm a junior account manager at Clementine.com and you're joining me today for the next installment of our um, Clementine.com collection privé uh, Instagram live series. Um, Today, we're going live with Glen Murray-Whiskey's global brand ambassador and visitor center manager, Ian Allen. Um, So without further ado, I will add him in now and um, we can get going. Just hold on two seconds. Join. Um, for the people that are just joining hi everyone um, my name's Eleanor uh, we're going live with uh, Ian Allen there he is hi Ian hello
2: I think the light isn't good I'm gonna have to turn around <laughs>
1: that's okay how are you doing how are things
2: I'm good how are you
1: not too bad not too bad thank you so much for joining me today Um, I'm just giving a brief introduction so uh, you're joining us as part of our series of our collection Privé Instagram lives where we're having a chat with some of our clients some of the journalists that we work with um, other really notable individuals that um, can share something with our with our followers so I'm really excited to have you with us today. Um, As I was saying, you're the global brand ambassador and visitor centre manager for Glen Murray. Um, And personally, I'm really excited to probably probably see you. Um, As we've spoken about, I am originally from the Highlands of Scotland, and Elgin is very close to my heart. Lots of my family are originally from there, so I know Glen Murray well. (laughs) And um, no, it's really great to chat uh, with you a little bit more. And I guess I'll hand to you. Would you be able to introduce yourself?
2: How are you? How are, how are things? Yeah, I'm I'm good, all things considered. I, I was hoping I'd kind of set up so that the, the distillery would be in the background so that people could look at the distillery, because we're not getting people to come and see it these days, but uh, the light was a little bit too bright, which... Uh, for Scotland, it's not normally <laughs> an issue. Surprising! <laughs> <laughs> no, not normally a problem. But, um, yeah, so all things are good. Um, you know, we are very soon to reopen, which uh, we're really excited about here because it's been too long, too long mm-hmm. shut down, sadly. Um, so, 26th of April, we will be opening up again. Um, and hopefully that will get a little bit easier as we go on. In the meantime, it's it's instagram it's social media it's all these things that are keeping us busy um, yeah. a new way a new way of working
1: yeah absolutely i know and i think especially it's a great way to meet new people all across the world they don't necessarily need to come to elgin now i know obviously that adds such a special part of the story is seeing where the whiskey is made but we've got to make use of all of these online tools to to spread spread the message where we can so when was it that you you shut down then have you had the distillery open at all
2: I, well, the distillery has been in full production, so um, mm-hmm. yeah. it hasn't dropped a stitch really, it's kept going. Uh, as far as the visitor centre, it's kind of been stop, start, stop, start. Uh, we've had uh, the first lockdown was in March, around about March the 15th, around about there we shut down. We reopened in July um, we kept going until end of December. And then that was meant to be a short shutdown. We were meant to be shut down till kind of middle of January, but that's extended and extended. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been a bit of a stop-start situation for us, which has been challenging. But yeah. yeah, we've got there.
1: Yeah, definitely. No, it's good to know, obviously, everything's continued as normal. But uh, yeah, I imagine the visitor centre must be feeling, well, you must be really looking forward to welcoming people back again.
2: Yeah, the distillery feels... Empty. You know, it it loses a lot without the hustle and bustle of visitors, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, particularly because when we reopen, it'll be the weekend that would have been Spirits Bayside Whiskey Festival. Oh, of course. So uh, it'll be a strange weekend because, you know, whilst we will be reopening, I don't think it'll be anywhere near as busy as it really should be at that time of the year.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I guess talking about spirit of space, like we were having a chat yesterday about Glenn Murray's plans for this year.
2: Are you able to to share some of the the bits you've got going on this year? Yeah. So they, they've gone virtual this year. Last year it just got completely cancelled. I think it was too short notice to pull anything together. But this year, the the guys there have had an opportunity to pull together an online platform, which we will be doing three tastings over the weekend. Uh, two of which have sold out. So. Um, We we can talk about it, but if you've not joined already, sadly, you've missed out, Uh, which (laughs) is a good
1: one.
2: So we're doing uh, one of the tastings. We're doing a kind of preview into some of the new exciting new releases we've got coming up this year. Uh, The other tasting which is sold out is um, last year's um, distillery exclusive releases, which not everybody's had the opportunity to try because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And the one which there are still tickets available for, we're doing a cocktail session with um, the Tippling House, which is a cocktail bar in Aberdeen with their owner, Adrian Gomez, who's a fantastic um, uh, mixologist and cocktail maker. So looking forward to that one as well.
1: Brilliant. No, it sounds like you've got a really great variety of activities going on this year. Unfortunately for some, it's been, it's been sold out, but they have to get on the tickets next year. Hopefully, some Hopefully. might be able to come up to Elgin.
2: Yes, that's what we would like very, very much. Yes, Keeping,
1: yes. keeping everything crossed. Well, I guess let's go back to the beginning. Um, we, you've obviously introduced yourself a little bit, but I'd love to hear mm-hmm. a little bit about how you started, Glenmurray. Obviously, you've been with the uh, distillery for a few years now. Um, yep. So tell me about how you got started um, in whiskey first. It'd be really interesting to hear what ignited that passion for you.
2: I, well, I, I went to university in Aberdeen studying law and management, um, so I had absolutely zero plans to move into the, the drinks business at that point, um, but I always had a love for whiskey. Uh, being born in Speyside, you, you were always you know, surrounded by distilleries, uh, but I, I, I never really grasped just how global Scotch whiskey was, um, so you know, that opportunity kind of came up and. 2001 to join a distillery, and I'd kind of had a passion for whiskey during my university days. At a part-time job in Threshers Wines and Spirits, mm-hmm. and uh, sadly gone now. Um, and whiskey was always my like, kind of preferred uh, part of that job. And I actually did a bit of traveling around about Europe. And it was really going into bars in Europe and seeing stuff that was like, well, that's on my doorstep. That's where I used to live. And that's around the corner from where I was. And that really kind of ignited an interest. Uh, So I applied for a job at the McAllen Distillery back in 2001. Became their visitor center manager for a few years. And then the opportunity with Glenn Murray came up. which allowed a little bit more scope, particularly around the kind of ambassadorial role and development of, or kind of involvement more within the brand side of things. So that came available. So made the jump 16 years ago. So wow. um, the rest is history.
1: <laughs> You've been at Denmark ever since. I really like when you were talking about um, Space Side and the sort of magic of Space Side. I think for myself growing up, um, well, just on the border of being in Murray, but you definitely can see there's so many distilleries around, and the really special part is, I, I don't know, I sometimes there's a lovely smell coming off the distilleries. I think there's just it's such a beautiful part of Scotland. I'm definitely biased on that, but <laughs> and I'm sure that when people come to visit the region as well, they can really see why it is world renowned and so popular across the country, across the globe. So, to, what is what? It, for
2: yourself, what makes Speyside so special? And, well, it's funny. Um, the, the maternity ward at Elgin Hospital sits, <laughs> between, sits between Walker's Shortbread and Glenmurray Distillery. So, Where my dad th- was
1: born, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I think, I think uh, depending on which direction the wind is blowing, you either are born with a sweet tooth for shortbread or a taste for whiskey. <laughs> whiskey! So, <laughs> my
1: dad's both. Surprisingly, yes. it must
2: have been a very windy day. <laughs> um, but I think that, you know, that, that kind of little story kind of encapsulates what, what makes Speyside and Murray so special. It kind of has everything that Scotland's renowned for you know we have uh, grape whiskies you have shortbread and walkers you've got uh, golf courses castles a wonderful kind of coastline as well so just Mm. I know a lot of people claim to be Scotland in miniature but I think Speyside uh, with with all our distilleries can definitely hold claim to that
1: yeah exactly and I think even though maybe in proximity, you're all rather close, you all are so different in the products that you produce. Um, And going along that, what is it that you think that makes Murray then stand out?
2: Um, just uh, the, the versatility of our spirit and just how experimental we have been over many, many years, uh, you know, for a long time, a lot of that was kind of kept in house, it wasn't pushed out and we didn't talk about it quite so much because that experimentation was purely about discovery. Um, And we're now under um, the owners we have now, We're, we're talking about that, we're promoting it and pushing it. And that's surprising a lot of people, which has been really good fun to do because... You know, for a long time Glenn Murray was just three expressions, but now mm-hmm. you know, you can come in and look at our shelves and we have anything up to twenty, including limited editions, which is which is great for from, from our point of view, um, here to be able to talk about it. And we always seem to have new toys to play with. We have new whiskies constantly around the corner, you know, hence the, the preview tasting we're doing at Spirit Space out. You know, we're we're excited about these new upcoming releases that are coming along. So yeah, just that kind of um, playfulness. Uh, around what we do in our spirit and the, the pride that we now take in it is is great you know we're, we're delighted to bring it out to market and talk about it
1: yeah absolutely And is there any any whiskies that might be coming out that you can give some hints on are you allowed to tell us about anything or even about recent launches that are now on the shelves
2: yeah so uh, the the next release we 'll have will be a talk i cask uh, we We kind of previewed it at last year 's um, whiskey exchange whiskey shop, which was an online uh, It was very much a work in progress at that point it 's now coming to fruition, and we 'll have that coming out around right about father 's day I think is the the release date for that so um, that's one that we have previewed yes good timing um but yeah we we have kind of previewed that before so i know we can definitely talk about that one um other things we have you know at the moment you know from my perspective being a little bit more selfish from the visitor center side of things we never really got the opportunity to push and promote last year's distillery exclusives um, they were they would normally be released in april we we delayed it till July. We didn't get the numbers through, sadly, uh, to to be able to to really let people experience it. Um, but they are three fantastic wine casks, which I think Murray has kind of carved a niche for itself with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a Chardonnay cask, a Chenin Blanc cask, and a Burgundy cask, and these are all sixteen-year-old um, cask strength whiskies, single casks, which um, really haven't had the opportunity to shine that I think they deserve.
1: Yeah, I, and I think as part of some of the work that we're doing with Murray at the moment is we're really looking at ways to celebrate these casks and the sort of stories behind each of them and how that produces such a beautiful whisky um, and how people can how people can find it and taste it. Um, so I guess this is probably a question you get asked quite a lot, but do you have a favourite that's probably really difficult for you? <laughs>
2: And it, it does. It's constantly moving. I kind of, um, you know, as we bring out new ones, a, 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 it never fails to surprise me. You know, you know, we can raise the bar and keep raising it um, within the core range. Within your kind of everyday, I uh, have a real love for the eighteen-year-old. Uh, I think the eighteen mm-hmm. just encapsulates a good traditional space and traditional Glen Murray at a slightly higher ABV, non-chill filtered, which I think allows Glen Murray to really shine. Um, within limited editions, uh, a few years ago we, we did a 1994 sherry cask, which wow. um, was outstanding. I, wow. I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. I still have a l- dregs of a bottle left, which I kind of stretch <laughs> out. Don't want to finish, that. want to finish uh, it. No. no, you know, that's the thing with these limited editions, they are limited. Um, you know that they have a short shelf life and they'll fade away. So you have yeah. to stock up when you find one you love. Yeah,
1: definitely. It looks I, I, like I, I, in the. Co- sorry i was gonna say in the comments it looks like there's a lot of love for the for the chardonnay cask yes. as well that it's a, it is a favorite
2: uh, how about yourself have you had the opportunity to sit down with our range or have you got a favorite you've found yet
1: yeah so to be honest i'm going i'm making my way through <laughs> i definitely need to do some more tasting i think that hopefully once restrictions permit i'll be able to come back up home and, and see the distillery and um, have a full tour from yourself, so I'd be really appreciate being guided through. I think it by by you, um, but yeah, myself, I am a whis- neat whiskey. Um, my dad has it with ginger, some uh, ginger ale. Some people think that's sacrilege. Um, I think it's quite nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm, I think I'm still personally I'm exploring the world of whiskey, so I really need mm. to find what I like. But spa space side is definitely my taste um i think i really appreciate isla and some of the more smoky peaty styles but um yeah space side is just i think it's perfect and so drinkable as well
2: it is, it is. It's, it's the region that I, I, I love. You know, I do kind of like to explore out with, but I always come back to space. Right? Um, you know, we're surrounded by great, great distilleries, um, which at times you can view as competition, but it's, it's, <laughs> great, to, it's great to be in that kind of category. And, and yeah. uh, you know, it, it helps you to keep you on point and raise your game. You know, you're, you're up against a good lot. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I think from... From my time working with whiskey as well, is to see how much of a community the whiskey industry are and how close everyone is. That, like you said, could be seen as competition, but really, you do work together so yep. closely and are just, I think, really good friends, I guess.
2: Yeah. And, you know, that has been the biggest miss for me through lockdown. You know, the, the, the ambassadorial side that allows me to travel and go to whiskey festivals around the world. Um, you are traveling with your colleagues and counterparts from all over Scotland and you always meet up. And, you know, it's a great part of the job where once you've done tools at the end of a whiskey festival, you know, a group of um, Scots brand ambassadors get to go out to the pub together in wherever it may be, whether it's in <laughs> Chicago or whether it's in uh, Frankfurt wow. or Berlin or wherever in the world you get to go, and, and that that's a great part of the job. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Alistair Walker, one of um, my colleagues, has just signed in and sent Clippers. Hi, Alistair. <laughs> So, oh. I'd like, to say, yeah, you know, missing, you know, well, I don't miss him so much, but we we, a, we we had a great time out in Berlin together. So, wow!
1: And so, of all of the whiskey shows, they've all been going virtual for now.
2: Yeah, a lot of them have been. So, um, you know, that that opportunity to to kind of spread the word and, and talk about whiskies has been available to us through virtual. Uh, it has certainly filled a gap, um, and I, I think you know, virtual will continue. Um, but hopefully it 's more of a kind of blended approach. I would hate to see that that kind of actual physical festival disappear where you actually get to enjoy whiskey with people which is which is yeah. part of whiskey, which makes it so great it 's a very social social definitely, drink.
1: definitely. Yeah. I think we 've been talking about that a lot in house and how once travel is permitted, how we can blend our approach of using these incredible virtual online tools to hold events that make them so much more accessible as well it doesn't matter where you are in the world maybe a time zone can make it a little tricky if you have to be up a bit earlier in the morning or up a bit late at night um but yeah it's the balance between the virtual and the physical and I think whilst we might be craving physical a little bit it's definitely important not to totally get rid of the virtual um I think it's we think it's
2: hard to say, definitely. Yeah, and sadly, you know, not to get too political, you know, we, you know, Brexit has, has caused a few issues for us as an industry. You know, the mm-hmm. um, Spirit Space side, we've had to keep it exclusively to UK because of shipping packs. And, you know, even tonight, I was meant to be doing a tasting for the US at 11 o'clock this evening. Um, but the packs got held up by customs. I think customs fancied the idea mm-hmm. of having a dram or two. So it's not without its difficulties. It can... Mm-hmm. Cause problems, but as far as connectivity and and being able to you know share a, a, an experience with people from all over the world without having to leave your house, you know it's been fantastic for us um, as an industry, and and I think Glenn Murray has kind of pivoted quite well to embrace this. Um, you know we we've taken a hold of the the virtual world quite well, um, and you know, we're, we're enjoying it. Uh, but yeah. we do look forward to to the physical event as well.
1: Yeah, I guess it's such a huge part of your role, but to have that adaptability to have pivoted to the to the COVID world, I guess, is is so important. Yes, um, yes. So, with that in mind, what is a day to day? What's your normal, What's your day looking like at the moment? What does a day at Glenmore look like?
2: Uh, Well, at the moment, it's a lot of kind of prep and organization, you know, uh, pulling together tasting packs that we are sending out, um, kind of keeping in touch with a lot of whiskey clubs to schedule in. I did one for a a local whiskey club in Aberdeenshire on Wednesday evening. Um, So kind of contacting them directly and offering up, you know, whereas normally we would travel to them or see them at a festival. Uh, We are also preparing for reopening. We have to kind of risk assess the site for COVID compatibility and and compliance. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of meetings with other distilleries just to kind of check what they are doing, keeping in touch because, as you say, you know, while they are a bit of competition, we, we do like to to um to assist each other and to help out um so yeah and then you know a lot of going home and doing a bit of work you know doing tastings from my spare room um (laughs) which is nice it means you can enjoy a whiskey as well while you're sitting doing them so um yeah it's it's kind of it's every day is a little bit different at the moment you know even in the day job when it's Things are normal. Um, every day is different, but just now it's it's kind of trying to work out what works best, and it's a learning curve at the moment.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think even though we're over a year into into this pandemic, every day every day is different, and I think. Particularly down here now in England, we're very excited to have outdoor hospitality opening re- um, again from Monday, um, which is going to be great. Um, yep. I've already got my table booked at the local pub, which I'm looking forward to. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a constantly changing game. And I think we're having to adapt our approach every day. Um, and I think planning for the future, I guess, we there always has to be now two options of the sort of whether it's an event the physical event and then we'll have a virtual event too with the in the pipeline but um yeah it's it's a funny it's a funny time
2: <laughs> it is yes it's it's all very strange um you know and it, it, it's um a case of finding out what works for us in this environment uh you know some things have worked some haven't uh, I think we're getting good at it now, so um, I, I think it will definitely be a part of the landscape to the fu- of the future. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. And obviously, a, a huge part of your role is looking after the visitor centre at Glen Murray. Yep. So, would you be able to give an idea of, sort of what a tour would look like um, once the distillery is reopened at the end of the month?
2: Yeah, so touring that is still up in the air a little bit. Uh, We're not quite sure what's going to happen there because even though we reopened throughout last year, we didn't tour um, because of social distancing, made it challenging for us to be able to operate that and will do certainly for the first period of reopening. So we reopen, we have a little coffee shop at the distillery so that will reopen along with a shop, along with tastings which will be outdoors. Oh, hopefully that will come back indoors because even though it's april in scotland it's still bloody freezing <laughs> so <we Yeah>. hopefully <laughs> it's a little bit of snow this morning so hopefully really? that up. yeah it's oh not lying it's not lying but it was cold okay. so we do hope that it warms up a little bit so that we can um we can sit outside and enjoy whiskey uh, but touring i'm certainly i'm kind of penciling it in for June or July this year. Um, how that's going to look, I'm still not quite sure, so I have to be honest about that. We are, we're not sure whether it'll be larger groups or just smaller individual groups, we just have to wait and see what, what the guidelines allow us to do and permit us to do. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's exciting. I think it's such an important part of the story for people to be able to see the distillery, how it works, where the whiskey comes from. So, really, yeah, keeping everything cross that um, you can have these tours back in place. But in the meantime, I'm sure if you wrap up warm, an outdoor alfresco tasting will be will be really special.
2: <laughs> well, you get to you get to sit and look at the stills. You know, as I said when I first started, I'd set up with the hope that the camera would point down to the distillery so you guys could see it. Um, but if you do get to make it here and have a tasting outside then hopefully the sun won't blind you too much and you'll be able to look at the distillery running while you're having a dram
1: yeah fingers crossed that must be a really special experience um, yes. just taking in all of Elgin and the distillery yeah well fingers crossed just make sure we just want people to wrap up warm because even in August <laughs> it might snow we never, we never
2: know. In Scotland you can get all seasons in a day uh, exactly. in half an hour
1: sometimes <laughs> exactly exactly i don't i don't miss that part i have been told how just i remember we were talking the other week and um, i think in london it was about 23 and as a scot it was hot for me yeah. <laughs> i was talking to you and you were saying that's really unfair it is belting down rain rain Elgin. Yes. Yeah, yeah
2: yeah it made me feel sad
1: <laughs> i'm sorry i will bloat though i feel very <laughs> yeah.
2: i i would i would
1: no i'm feeling very chuffed to be to be in slightly warmer part. but yeah i'll see if i can survive the summer this Scottish girl is not gonna not gonna enjoy that but um that's good well i just i see anyone that's got some questions please please just fire away in the comments um i guess so one of the big parts of getting you on today is also to introduce the people that are following along to our latest campaign that we're working with them, Murray, where you're going to be talking to some of the industry's leading uh, drinks, influencers and individuals within the industry. Um, so it's part of the Glen Murray Monday series, which is going to be taking place on the Glen okay. Murray Instagram channel. And. Um, So the first one kicks off on Monday with the wonderful Andy Clark um, from 5pm. So they will be joining on, um, you'll be joining Andy on his channel. He'll be um, introducing you to his followers and sort of setting off the series with a a lovely Q&A with yourself. Uh, to help get to know you a bit more, and um, and we'll go from there. I think following that, we've got some really great people involved in the series. We've got other drinks influencers, mixologists, uh, famous chef as well, which... Um, it's, it's going to be really exciting. I think the best part of it is we're going to be exploring all pillars of Glen Murray, um, from food pairings to the mixology side of things. Um, yeah, no, I'm, re- I'm really excited. It's yeah, I
2: looking forward to kind of sitting and getting under the skin of Glen Murray with um, different viewpoints and different kind of um, approaches to how you how you drink your whiskey and how you pair it, and um, you know some you know friends of mine as well will be joining us, which will be fun to do. So uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Great, looking forward to it.
1: Good Monday afternoons. So yeah, absolutely. And for people that are following along, make sure to keep an eye out on the Glenn Murray Instagram channel. You'll see um, the timings, and um, we'll be going live at five five pm on Monday. Um, yep. Perfect. So and as it's Friday. Um, I think we're all in need of a good a good drink today, <laughs> this evening. Um, what are you What are you going to be drinking today?
2: I I think I'll be looking forward to uh, whiskey at some point over the weekend. I haven't lined anything up, but uh, we had I had a tasting um, on Wednesday night, as I said. Uh, and we had some of our new Saturn's cask there, which I was nosing as we were going along, and it was like I really need to get back and revisit that one. So I think I'll pour a dram of the the new Murray Saturn's cask.
1: Love that. That sounds like a perfect Friday treat. Um, yes. We've got a couple of questions just coming in now. Um, what are your takes on highballs, especially the Japanese and Asian markets?
2: Yeah, I think you know that that has become a, a bit of a trend in whisky of late. Um, you know, it's come over from the Asian markets particularly, and you, you've had some distilleries kind of creating campaigns around them. Um, for me, it's a summer drink. Uh, you know, whisky kind of is, is a very seasonal drink. I, I adjust my. My my tastes as we go from summer to winter, whether that be from a bourbon cask into a slightly kind of heavier sherry casket to suit the, the, the kind of climbs. And when it's a lighter bourbon casket, I definitely like it in a highball, more refreshing and easier to drink while out in the back garden with a barbecue running. That's, that's not a bad place.
1: <laughs> that's the dream. Probably also under an umbrella because that's Scotland,
2: but... No. Hopefully, some sunny days. Is always when you take out the barbecue that's when the rain appears?
1: So, it's a curse. You should. We always have it in the family. We, if we're having a barbecue, we don't tell anybody. We yep. get the barbecue out right at the last second just to try and fool the weather because you know it's going to start raining. If you plan in advance, never plan it. a
2: barbecue. <laughs> never plan a barbecue in Scotland. That's that's just a uh, crazy time That's crazy talk.
1: Terrible idea. I've been told that ours nearly took off the other day. It was that windy. So, uh, yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we've had it quite breezy up here as well, just to add to the snow and the rain and the bright sunshine at the moment. So, here
1: we go. Brilliant. Yeah, it's lovely in London today as well. Um, Just having a look at more questions. Uh, Peter, I'll be trying the Amarone Cask. Thank you for the dram. I'll be letting taste notes too, so that's really good. Yep. Um, Ella Major there saying, uh, how long does it take to distill the whiskey?
2: Aye, so for us to get from raw ingredients and delivery to us having spirit to fill to the cask takes about five days uh, to go through the process. That's the mashing, fermentation and distillation throughout. So about, uh, roughly about five days to give us the spirit
1: and there's a lot of love that
2: goes in that process well. there is yeah a lot of care and time within that after that process it goes into cask and we leave it for you know i was talking about our 18 year old which was made 18 years ago who knows what we were doing 18 years ago
1: gosh i know think back then yeah when you when you're putting them into the cask back then wondering what 2021 was going to be like like Yep. It's been a, a funny year, well, 2020 and 2021, it's been a funny year, but it's the best time to enjoy a good dram, I think. We all deserve it.
2: Yes, yes. It's scary scary thing, then, a couple of years' time, I would have been here when our 18-year-old was being distilled. That, that scares me quite considerably. I'm getting old. I love
1: that. I love that. It's really, I guess, it must be really rewarding to see the process all the way through to the end and then... Going out to the shelves, and I think especially with your role um, in the visitor centre to see people first discovering Glen Murray and going along that journey, um, it must be a really rewarding for you.
2: It's great, yeah. It's, you know, just a, you know, when you're kind of following a product through from its kind of inception to conception and, and it coming out, you know, you have a lot of love around it. And, you want to put it out there and you kind of you wait for a reaction because you know it's whiskey subjective and you know well we, we create whiskies that we love you're never sure what the reaction is going to be thankfully it's been pretty good of late so that's been good but you will always kind of have that initial fear like hopefully they're going to love this um, but it, it's, it's usually the case
1: good good well thank i think we should um, we should wrap up there really thank, thank you so much for your time today and um, just to remind everyone about again um on the on monday this monday coming the 12th um ian will be going live on andy clark's instagram as the start of our glenn murray monday's instagram series so make sure to tune on that tune in there there'll be more information shared on the Glen murray instagram so please join us um it's gonna be a really great time uh perfect well have a lovely friday thank you and so you. much <laughs> um and um, thank you for everyone joining us today uh, we'll be saving this so um feel free to check out our our, our ig lives for more instagram lives
2: <laughs> excellent looking forward to it as well thanks for joining thank you
1: so
0: thank you so much and have a lovely day
2: <laughs> and you have a great weekend
0: bye bye everyone bye. Thank you so much for listening to Connection Privé, a podcast produced by Clementine Communication PR Agency. This episode was mixed and edited by Chris Osborne. For more insightful interviews about networking and the power of human connection, make sure to subscribe to Connection Privé on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And if you like what you hear, please leave a review in the Apple Podcast Store or tell a friend about us. I'm your host, Clémence de Cressy, and I hope to see you again soon. À bientôt!